For the sake of the environment, the voluntary human extinction movement wants to eliminate the human race from the planet. Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with David. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Um, human extinction movement. What are some other terms for it? Uh, well, it kind of falls under a bigger umbrella of uh, antinatalism, which uh, is like a philosophical argument that uh, applies a negative value to birth for one reason or another. Humans cause so much harm to either other humans or non-humans that uh, it's wrong to create more of them. Yeah, it's pretty much like the most extreme form of being an environmentalist. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, a lot of environmentalists wouldn't agree with it either. <laughs> How did you get into it? Well, I've always had an interest in, in environmental issues. Mm -hmm. um, and for the past eight years or so, I've worked in conservation biology, uh, like with land management agencies doing habitat restoration work. And when you are confronted with the issues that humans have with the environment on a daily basis, it, it's pretty uh, overwhelming, and I don't think anyone doing that type of work is an optimist. Yeah. Um, so over the years, I would kind of wonder if uh, the planet, meaning the species on the planet, would be better off without us. And I didn't think it they would be at first uh, because there'd be no one here to do the work of like restoring the habitats that we've already harmed. So no kids for you? <laughs> Not yet, and I don't plan to. Okay. So when I first came to the, the idea, I thought I was like the only one. I hadn't heard about it before. I, I hadn't heard about <laughs> it until you emailed me, yeah. Yeah, and but then I decided to Google it, and lo and behold, there was a already a website called Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. Hmm. I mean, I try to you know, use reusable shopping bags and things like that and mm. take shorter showers. But um, I think all those changes are good for people to to try to make, but really in the end they're a drop in the bucket um, compared to the effect that having one child uh, will have. There was a 2009 study by Oregon State that tried to estimate the uh, carbon footprint of reproduction. Mm -hmm. And uh, they concluded that having one child was the equivalent of 9,441 metric tons, which uh, hmm. they, which is roughly 2,500 round trip flights between LA and, or I'm sorry, New York and uh, London. So, do you kind of believe we're just a parasite on <laughs> on this rock in space, um, or like we just we weren't supposed to happen, or? No, I think we're you know natural product of evolution, but because uh, hmm. I work with the invasive species, like I was saying, um, I kind of view humans through that lens that we're not native to most of the planet uh, except for Africa um, okay. in an evolutionary sense. Um, so we've had negative impacts everywhere we've migrated to, just like invasive species do. You got you got some like stats here. Yeah, I can memorize them all, so as people have migrated to these different parts of the world and with the uh, black arrow there pointing to when we arrived uh -huh. on these different places and then the uh, large mammal populations um, afterwards. 
what are you doing now to um, combat the invasive species problem? Well, I'm just in my work, I, the small like lands that I manage, uh, we're just trying to control the spread of the the weeds, the plants. What do you think's the meaning of life? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that there is a, a meaning, but I find meaning and purpose in trying to undo the, the wrongs that humans have caused and uh, hmm. help the well-being of non-human species. Are you vegetarian or uh, what kind of diet you have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I eat meat right now. Um, I've tried to not eat meat, um, and it's. I think the those personal changes that like like that that are you know it's an everyday choice you have to make to not eat meat, and it's it's definitely difficult in the beginning. I think once you get used to it, it's probably pretty second nature. But mm. as someone who cares about the environment and, and who has a hard time transitioning his diet mm -hmm. you know it just makes it seem more hopeless that uh, people who are even more apathetic would be able to make personal sacrifices yeah and not having a kid is just a, a one-time you know event or one-time decision so the only thing you're doing is just not having kids basically hmm. um, I mean I'm sure I haven't really heard this uh, counter argument much, but I'm sure in the YouTube world there'll be people commenting, "Why don't you just kill yourself?" Because oh you know, right, that would <laughs> save resources, right? <laughs> That's cruel. So, um, but I don't. I think there's a difference between the the interests of a a being that already is and a being that could be. Hmm. You know, a being that doesn't exist yet doesn't really have a any interest in in you know, pain or suffering or the, whereas I, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want um, to cause myself that pain and suffering or my family who would, you know, suffer from that. Right, right. Hmm. But I do agree it would be better for the <laughs> environment. After we die, you think, like, you're, you're pretty much an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think, I'll, like, at the heart of a lot of this issue, of these issues is uh, anthropocentrism. Have you heard that term? Mm -mm. It's kind of just a means humans human centric, like a that favors human interests over other species. Whereas I would call myself a biocentrist, meaning all species are uh, equal. They have they all have inherent worth, hmm. and their interests all matter. Um, I think a lot of people would say that human interests are more important because we do have the ability to reason and and suffer more. Um, mm -hmm. We have different capacities than other species. But then the, the counter argument to that is that uh, there's capacities that we don't have. We can't regenerate lost limbs or convert sunlight into energy or uh, fly or breathe underwater. In the, mm. the different capacities, I think, just uh, allow us to, to thrive in our respective environmental conditions. They're not inherently better or worse. Wouldn't it make more sense to just uh, live a more sustainable... Isn't there a happy medium where there's 
we could just live more sustainably? Uh, I think that's what a, a big portion of the environmental movement uh, wants and has strived for is sustainability. I kind of, I personally think that's a pipe dream and that there isn't really any such thing. Hmm. Like, uh, for instance, getting clean energy would be great. It would be better than using fossil fuels, but mm -hmm. it's not good. It's less bad because hmm. we still have to. There's issues with all the uh, clean energies, and they still require land, and uh, it's just just another way to allow us to continue to live how we're living and grow. Yeah. We're still going to need food. And we're still going to be traveling the world, which is going to spread more species. Do you think uh, our evolution as humans was a mistake? Like we weren't supposed to be here at all? Uh, no. I mean, there's. I don't think there's a supposed to or not supposed to in, when it comes to evolution. Um, I just... Maybe consciousness was a not necessarily a fluke but a, maybe it's not necessarily a, a great thing hmm. um, I mean certainly if you think of uh, the value of a, a trait evolutionarily it's for to ensure your survival but um, consciousness and reason has allowed us to destroy our own habitat and threaten our own existence so maybe it's not a very good trait for survival What's a good book you would recommend on more information? Uh, David Benatar, who I mentioned before, he, yeah. he uh, has an essay that's in a book called Permissible Progeny, which is all about antinatalism and has some good essays on it. But there's really not a whole lot of uh, um, information directly related to antinatalism. Um, Respect for Nature by Paul Taylor is pretty good in outlining biocentric ethics. How long have you been, <laughs> I guess, did you have you self-identified as an anti-natalist? Uh, about three years. Okay. Um, hmm. And uh, there's, like I said, there's not really an organization to it, but uh, the guy who created the website was sort of the one who gave it a name, Les Knight. Um, well, yeah, I saw that on the Wikipedia page. I, yeah. I was like, that can't be his real name. It was like, <laughs> Les Unite. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, so. I'm not sure if it is or not. You can see a clip of him on Tucker Carlson's show. So you want to eliminate the human race. How unhappy was your childhood? Oh, <laughs> I know a lot of people think that. No, no. It's an obvious conclusion. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be, want people to become extinct? Any last words? Um... Don't have kids. <laughs> Pull out. <laughs> yeah, wear condoms. No. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Let us know what you think in the comments about this. And uh, check out David's information, his YouTube channel, in the description. And I will see you next week. Mm -hmm.